Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you've chosen to press play on this podcast today. My name is Johnny and I'm part of the teaching team here at the Forge. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope that today's talk encourages you. Hi, my name's Steve and welcome to the second week of our series called When Pigs Fly. It's a funny phrase, isn't it? But a version of that phrase has been around for centuries and it's always to illustrate the most unlikely of things happening. Now, I might say to you, I'm going to become a professional golfer and having seen me play, you might just add and pigs might fly. In other words, it's not going to happen. So during the month of July, we're looking at four different kinds of miracles that God has and does work in our lives. And you may be someone who kind of struggles with the idea of miracles happening today, hence the title When Pigs Fly. Well, I hope that you find uh, this message helpful as we explore the miracle of God's protection. Now, I wonder if you've ever prayed, God, if you get me out of this mess, I promise I'll do this for you. I'll follow you forever. Now, it might be over money issues, a relational difficulty, an exam that you haven't worked hard at and you pray, please, God, save me from this situation. I'll do whatever you say. If you just sort this for me, I'll go to church every week. I'll, I'll read the Bible every day, but please protect my reputation. Rescue me and get me through this. Well, we pray this because we need hope at times, we need help, and we definitely need protection. As I've read of people's experiences in the Bible and of people's experiences today, I believe that God is a God who can miraculously save, protect, and deliver. I remember a few years ago heading to pick up a Chinese meal from the town of Ai, And I was travelling home on the A140 and I noticed this lorry coming towards me. And suddenly, almost at the last minute, a car decides to overtake the lorry and these two vehicles are taking up the whole road side by side, driving straight at me. Now, honestly, I have no idea how we managed to all pass without having a head-on collision. But somehow we did, even with three vehicles abreast. And I was really shaken by it afterwards. And I honestly believe that God protected me in that situation. And maybe he did. But the question that it then raises is what about the 1800 people who die every year on UK roads? I mean, why protect me and not one of those who died? I mean, God loves those 1800 people who died just as much as he loves me. So how come God protects some and not others? Well, today I want to talk about the obvious tension of a God who can save and protect, but sometimes things don't go the way that we'd hoped or the way that we think that they should. And what I share is based on a great talk by given by a man called Craig Rochelle from Life Church in the States. Now, I'm going to give you two big thoughts that I hope will address some of the tension that will help to make more sense and actually build a sense of faith in our lives. The first is this. Long before you face a problem, God already has a plan. Long before you face something difficult or even tragic, God already has a plan. 
because some of the greatest miracles that you find in the Bible are miracles of protection because God already had a plan. I mean, take the story of Noah. Long before the rain came and flooded the earth, God had a plan to protect Noah and his family and to save all the right animals in the ark. Long before the Israelites were cornered with the Red Sea ahead, mountains on either side and the Egyptians coming up from behind to retake them into slavery, God had already got a plan to part the Red Sea and take them to freedom on dry land. And long before Daniel was arrested and thrown to the lions for praying to God three times a day, God already had a plan to shut the lions' mouths. Now, Noah, Moses and Daniel didn't know what that plan was. They didn't know the end of the story, so they had to trust God in the dark, even when things didn't look good for them. Now, the question is, what does that mean for us today? Well, long before you discovered that you, you've lost your job, God already had a plan. Long before your heart was broken by this guy or this girl, God already had a plan. Long before you received the news about your health or you lost someone you loved, God already had a plan. And God is a God who can miraculously rescue, protect, turn bad situations into good, who can calm a raging storm. But long before we ever face a problem, we need to hold on to the truth that God already has a plan. Nothing takes him by surprise. Things might surprise us, but not God. And so what I want to do is to look at a story of God's protection that's found in the New Testament, an event that happened 2000 years ago in the life of a man called Paul. And it's found in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas travel to Philippi to tell people about Jesus and they encounter this young slave girl who has an evil spirit in her and she's able to predict the future and she's making her owners loads of money. And when she hears Paul and Silas talking about Jesus, she follows them and she shouts out and she kind of hounds them. And finally, after a few days, Paul has had enough and he prays for her to be free from this evil spirit. And she's set free and is no longer able to tell the future of other people. And the owners realise this and they realise they're going to lose their source of money. And they're so angry. So they tell lies about Paul and Silas and they start a riot against them. And it's recorded this way. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. Now, Paul and Silas were doing what God had called them to do. And yet there's this riot and they're beaten. They're stripped and beaten with rods. I mean, come on, God, that's not fair. Where's God's protection? You know, where is God showing up in the story so far? And where is he and his miracles? Well, to be honest, they're nowhere to be seen. So what did Paul do when God let him down, when God didn't step in and rescue after he'd had a real beating? Well, he did what we'd do in that situation. He quit small group. He stopped praying. He refused to go to church and he turned his back on a life of faith because it didn't work. You know, God could have protected him, but he didn't. So what kind of God is he? Well, that might be how you and I would respond. Actually, let me show you what Paul did do. And it's quite incredible. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. And suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. 
All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. <laughs> now, what's the miracle? Well, Johnny mentioned this last week. He said a miracle is simply when God of heaven intervenes on earth. So earlier he didn't do a miracle. He didn't intervene. And now he does. And did you notice what Paul did in prison before the miracle happened? Well, he worshipped God. He didn't wait for the miracle to happen before worshipping. In fact, he didn't even know that a miracle was going to occur. And yet Paul and Silas still sang and worshipped Jesus. Now, that is called a sacrifice of praise. It's, it's something that we have to learn to do if we're going to grow in our faith. And sometimes we praise God when we feel him close or sense him at work in our lives. You know, to praise during or after a miracle is easy. Other times we praise God when we don't sense him or feel him or when he's not working as we want. And we worship him for who he is. You see, for some of you, this is this is your reality because life is tough and yet you still choose to worship. You still sing, even though you're not feeling him close. That's a sacrifice of praise and it shows immense faith. And if that's you, well done. For others of you, perhaps this is what you need to start doing. Now, going back to the story, when the jailer realised that the prison doors are open and the prisoners are free to escape, he, he looks to take his own life. But Paul calls out to say that they're all still there. And then he tells him about Jesus. And not only does the jailer come to faith in Jesus, but his whole family, his servants, and, and they're all baptised. So do you see in this miracle, Paul was saved, but so was the jailer and his family. And long before Paul went to prison, God already had a plan. That's the obvious way that God protected Paul. But there are lots of less obvious ways that God protects you and me that often we're just not even aware of. I mean, not getting the job that we applied for and really wanted and God leads us down another path that is so much better for us. And we end up thanking God for protecting us from getting the other job or that relationship breakup that breaks our hearts. And it seems as if life isn't worth living. And yet years later, we end up thanking God for sparing us from marrying the wrong person and that who God had in store for us was so much better. As we get to know the goodness of God, his character and nature, regardless of whether he breaks open prison doors or when he doesn't step in and save us, we can start to recognise that long before we face a problem, God already has a plan. And over time, as we grow and mature in faith, eventually we come to learn this, that sometimes God's eternal purposes don't align with our short term plans. I mean, think about this. God delivered Paul from prison until he didn't. This wasn't the only time that Paul was arrested and put in prison. It's believed he spent between five and six years in prison and God broke him out when the time was right. And God didn't break him out when God had another eternal purpose. In fact, it was under Nero that Paul was found guilty of following Jesus, of declaring Jesus is Lord, not Caesar. And he wasn't crucified because Roman citizens weren't allowed to be crucified. So Paul was beheaded. And in that moment when God could have intervened and performed another miracle of protection, he didn't. 
Now, listen, I know that this is really hard to hear, but it's true that before you face a problem, God already has a plan and that sometimes God's eternal purposes, which are beyond our ability to understand, they don't align with our short term plans. And that's when we really, really need to learn to trust him for his goodness and for who he is. And does it hurt when things don't go the way we want? Absolutely. Do we grieve deeply? Yes, we do. Do we continue to trust God? Yes, we do. And should we ask for his miraculous protection? Absolutely, we should. We should pray for God's protection. You know, if, if you're married, pray for God's protection for your spouse, for your marriage. You know, pray for protection for your friends, for those who are in your small group. Pray for God's protection over your children or your friends' children. Pray that God would surround them, hedge them in. Pray for protection from the wrong influences, that they wouldn't get tripped up by the lies that the enemy wants to convince them of. Pray for protection over their minds, over their thought life. Pray for protection over their relationships. You know, when Sarah died, uh, um, my first wife, a lady called Meg Jack, prayed every day for God's protection over my three children and for them to grow up knowing God and for them to marry Christians who will help protect and grow their faith in Jesus. So Saturday saw that prayer being answered as Rachel married Theo. But remember, sometimes God chooses not to bring the miracle of protection to us because he already has a plan in mind, a plan to use even the pain in our life to get us to look up, to reach out, to find hope in Jesus, to use our pain, to draw alongside others in pain and to be Jesus to them. I received a lovely email recently and the writer spoke about the pain of losing her husband. And then she said that it was through the grief that she found God, that that something so tough and yet it was still used for good. You know, we're shaped by those experiences when God doesn't just rescue us, but he teaches us something. He matures us. And I know, I know that this can raise all kinds of questions. I mean, in preparation, the question just kept on coming up for me. If God loves us, why doesn't he step in and save and, and protect us? You know, isn't that what a loving dad would do? I mean, I'm a dad. If I saw my kids going through a tough time, I would do anything in my power to rescue them, to save them, to protect them. I love them so much that I honestly, I believe I would give my life for them if I felt that it would protect them. And then it struck me, well, actually God did. In order to save me, deliver and protect me, God gave his life for me to rescue me from my mess ups, my failure, my sin, to protect me from the power of sin and death. Christ died for me. That's how much he loves me. That's why I could sing and worship Jesus at Sarah's funeral 22 years ago, even when God didn't protect her from cancer in the way that we'd both hoped that he would. Long before, you and I have a problem. God already has a plan. And sometimes God's eternal purposes don't align with our, our short-term plans, but it doesn't alter who he is and that we can still trust him and worship him whether we experience the miracle or not. So let me ask you, where are you needing a miracle of protection in your life? Are you praying for it? If so, keep going, reach out and get others to pray for your situation too. Because with God, whether the miracle happens or not, there is always hope. So keep asking, keep asking and keep 
trusting. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so why not check out Forge Church UK on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Or go online at forgechurch.com where you can watch other content, find a next step, give financially, or see any details of what's currently going on in and around the Forge. We're looking forward to you joining us next time.